It's great to be with you again. Um, I want to say, really, to begin with, a big thank you to all those, to those that have stood in, in leadership in the last couple of years since we made decision to move on. Uh, I want to give a big thanks to John and Ruth. Uh, a big thanks to, and, and John and Ruth have served faithfully with me and Chris in eldership here since 2003, since back in our uh, Giggs Hill days. And so it's a thank you to them. Uh, thank you really to three guys, to Simon and Karina, or Simon and Karina, yes, guys and girls, Simon and Karina, uh, Pat and Gemma, Mark and Alice, for really being very effective as a leadership team. I was listening to uh, uh, your end of year report, I don't know when that was, was that in the autumn was it? October. October, five months ago. Wow. And it's just amazing how much you're doing here for a church this size. And, you know, I looked this morning and I, my thought was, what, what, you know, you need to get some extra chairs out here because the place is packed out. And that's wonderful. <laughs> you know, that usually you think we're past the leaves, but must, perhaps it's me, but, <laughs> you know, people leave. But no one's left. Amazing. And I think it's a testimony to the faithfulness of the guys and girls that have led the church in the last couple of years. I want to say a big thank you to them. Because what I want to say this morning is, as much as anything, is that just because Tim and Helen have come, uh, you're not to think, well, that's it, that's great, we can all sit back now and we can all, you know, relax and go on holiday and let them do all the work because that isn't what God is saying to do. I suppose if you, if you ask someone to come and be your leader, what you expect them from them is that they would act like a, a father figure within the church. And we always have a, a great heart and attitude that church is like family. And in a family, it's the mum and dad that are, have the rule, have the, have the ability to, to make the decisions. And I think that's true of church too. That God calls men and women to be effectively in loco parentis. Instead of the parenting of God, they're there to help people to see what God is saying and to lead them in the things of God. And that's really the word that God's given to me for this morning. Is that, yes, I want to speak to Tim and Helen. And when I say parents, I think some people work together as couples. So I've tried to stress it's not just the man but together. And some couples act more fatherly, I would say, in church life, some leaders, some couples, they're more a fatherly role. We're going to look at this a bit later. And some have a more motherly role, together. So I'm not, when I say mothers, I don't mean that's the women, and when I say father, that's the men, because I think different people work in different ways. And I wanted to read a passage to you this morning from 1 Thessalonians, where Paul brings out some things. And really I want to say, yeah, I want to say this morning that, although I'm, that's right, I was going to say that, although I'm in a sense addressing it to Tim and Helen, but I'm not just addressing this to Tim and Helen at all. I'm addressing it to everyone here, even if you're young, 
who has in their heart a desire to be a spiritual parent in, in people's lives, to act in a way that will care and love and offer support for other people as they grow in their faith. So please don't think that I'm just... If, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm sure if you asked Arwen, she'd love to be a mummy. Is that right? <laughs> so even though you might feel you're young then please think, well, actually, this can be me in a few years' time. And let me read what the... And this is the Apostle Paul talking about his own experience in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. It says, For you yourselves know, brothers, that our coming to you was not in vain. But even after we had suffered before and were spitefully treated at Philippi, and you might remember the story in Philippi, you read it in Acts 16, where Paul and Silas are put in the dungeon and beaten for their faith. And God miraculously releases them. Uh, you read about Acts 16. That's what he's talking about, how they were spitefully treated in Philippi. And then they went on to Thessalonica in Greece from there, which is what this, this letter's about. And as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. For our exhortation did not come from error or uncleanness, nor was it in deceit. But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. For neither at any time did we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak for covetousness or a pretext for greed. God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from men, either from you or from others, when we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. So affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you <coughs> uh, had become dear to us. Sorry, my Bible missed the H off. For you remember, brethren, our labour and toil, for labouring night and day, that we not, might not be a burden to any of you, we preach to you the gospel of God, your witnesses, and God also, how devoutly and justly and blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you who believed. As you know how we exalted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father does his own children, that you would walk worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. When you, uh, <clears throat> when you take on the, the, the responsibility of being a parent, what is your goal? What is your goal if you're a parent? Your goal is basically to see your children grow up to be good people, good citizens, and that they, in their turn, have their own children and have their own family. There's something wrong, isn't there? If I had, if, if Tim and Mark and, and even Peter were all still living in, in our house and we just had a big house and we said, oh yeah, you know, I've got Tim, Mark and Peter in their mid-30s, but they're, they're, we're all together still and we all go on holiday together and all that. You'd say, well, that might be a bit strange. No, they've gone off. They left home, all of them. Two of them have got their own families. And Peter's doing, ser serving God in the way that he feels he ought to. And you realise that that is the goal that they can grow up to be good adults and have their own families. And we're told, Paul told, tells us this goal 
of his parenting uh, ability instead of God, if you like, in the place of God, that you would walk worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. That's what our goal is, as spiritual parents. If that's what we want to do, is that we're encouraging people to come to a place where they would, <coughs> they would walk, walk worthy of the calling, God's calling upon their life, and they would become more and more Christ-like. And so that's what our goal is, that they would then go off and not just sit in the church and, and not do anything, but they would then go off and they would have their, that heart for others that would say, actually, we want to care, we want to minister and help others to grow into this likeness. So that's what our goal should be this morning, that we would, we would be encouraging people, encouraging others to grow up in Christ and walk worthy of that calling that he's put upon their lives. But we see, how, how then are we going to do that? God isn't gonna, just going to give us, give anybody people to care for. He's going to call the people who he sees have that ability to be good parents. And so we see in this passage some of the, the, the pointers, if you like, to what those good characteristics are that will enable God to feel he can, in, he can entrust us with parenting other people, if you like, in God in a way that is, is glorifying to him. We read this <clears throat> from verse 4. But as we have been approved by God, so you've got to be approved by God to begin with, We've been entrusted with the gospel. Even so we speak, not as pleasing men. And that's the first point I want to make. If you want to be a spiritual parent this morning, you've got to live not to please men. This is true of Tim and Helen as they come to lead the church, that their goal must not be to please men. Sorry about that if you're one of these people that think the pastor's there for you to be a Butlin's red coat and uh, cater for your every need. Uh, that isn't his calling this morning. His calling is to not please men, but to please God. He's got to do. He's there in place of God in your life, and uh, and Helen as well, supporting him together. And uh, and it's true, I say, of, of every one of us, anyone who would seek to have responsibility in God's church, is there got to be people that are not prepared to be to live to the behest of men. You know, we are in days when the church is under great pressure to conform to the world, to please men. Oh, you've got to be like this, you've got to be like that. Well, you haven't. You've got to be, your first responsibility is to please God and to do it unto God, to live unto God. And unless you've got that, well, <clears throat> you're not really going to bring people up in the ways of Christ. <clears throat> But it says, but God who tests our hearts. And the thing about this, if you this morning are saying, yes, that's what I want. I want to be a spiritual parent to others. Then one thing God's going to do, he's going to test your heart. He's going to test you. Expect testing times. Paul came to the Thessalonians, who obviously he considered to be a spiritual parent to, because he went there and this church was uh, developed from his visit there. Uh, we read that Acts 17. And they had persecution. He got there, he was there three weeks, he gathered some people, and then the Jews and the authorities all started to come down on them. And Jason, the guy he was staying with, got hauled before the authorities. It was a tough time being a Christian in those days. And uh, 
particularly, you know, breaking, being on the frontier, doing new things. And he considered himself to be a spiritual parent to these Thessalonians. And, uh, but God tested him, didn't he? God tested them with persecution. God tested him when he was in Philippi previously by putting put in prison, in a, being beaten and put in prison. But God saw in this apostle that he was a man who could be trust, entrusted with his people. And that's what God's looking for in us, that we can be entrusted with God's people. It says, neither any time did we use flattering words. So we're not, if you want to be a parent, you can't just flatter your kids and keep telling them that they're wonderful. You've got to be prepared to say some hard things at times. As you know, not, and this is a pretext for greed. You know, they, at that time, there were various uh, people going about, philosophers, religious people, going around, peddling their views, a bit like the media do today. And, uh, you know, it's easy to get entranced by them. And Paul says, we're not like that. We represent God. We represent his glory. Nor did we seek glory from men. We're not, we didn't do it to get a position to make people think, oh, look at them, look at those apostles. Aren't they wonderful people? You know, if you're going to be a spiritual parent, you can't, take, can't want glory from men. You've got to be a person that says, actually, I'm doing this under the Lord. I'm doing this for God's sake, not for what I get out of it. You see, this whole self thing goes out the window. And he said, we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. Yeah, we deserve. You could say, well, we could deserve. Well, we didn't, didn't, didn't adopt that position. And, and, and being a spiritual parent isn't turning around to people and saying, well, I'm the, I'm the pastor. I'm the leader. You've got to do what I say. You've got that attitude. You're not being a spiritual parent. And God, you're not going to lead people to the Lord, really. You can lead people to yourself, those that want that sort of thing. But it says, we were gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. A nursing mother. That's talking about a breastfeeding mother. That's talking about. You've got to be like that. Firstly, you've got to be like that. Gentle. Yet these are apostles of Christ. They were God's great leaders. And they, he said, well, we came to you, we were gentle gentle before ever we get to being a father father figure you know when a baby's born who does he need who does the baby need straight away needs his mother don't need the father comes along and says do this do that we have a blitz on this <laughs> stuff like that does he don't need that you need you need that care you need that gentleness it literally means the word cherish means to soften with heat Soften with heat. Soften them up. He said, that's where I came to, first of all. I came to soften you up with my love for you. The care, feeding them the sincere milk of the word. That's where we start. Gentleness. Until people see you're gentle, you probably won't have any real traction with their hearts. If you just want to tell them the truth and bash him over the head with what you think, you're probably not going to get anywhere. But parents, first and foremost, 
parents say, actually, we've got, we've got to feed them. We've got to be gentle. You can't be throw a baby about, can you? You can't boss a baby about. You've just got to nurture the baby. Let the baby feed the baby. And that's what he said we were, first of all. And then it goes on to say, so affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. Two things, he says, they imparted this spiritual parenting. First is the gospel of God. Three times in this passage, it talks about the gospel of God. The gospel of God. You know, that's what we've got to keep ministering to one another, the gospel of God. I've just done a series in Worthing on the new covenant because I think it's a very exciting thought, the new covenant. Because what the new covenant says is that God has taken it upon himself. God has taken it upon himself to make you good. That's really what the new covenant says. There's all this, this, this thing about, oh, you've got to do this, and you've got to do that, you've got to be... Actually, what God's looking for, God puts his life within you. The gospel says God puts his life within you, and there's a power that comes within you that enables you to live right. And as a, as if you're seeking to be a spiritual parent, that's what you've got to draw out, what God has put within. That's the gospel, that Jesus has come to live within your hearts. And if Jesus comes to live within your hearts, then that's what make that you've got a new nature. It's not you're not trying to make someone a better person. You're trying to make them into what God intends them to be, what God's called them to be. And you've got to reinforce that. You know, if my if one of my kids was really good with music, it happened with Tim. But you 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 do what you can to draw that out of them. What God has done. And so we're called to help and to draw out what God has put within people. That's what a spiritual parent does. Draws out that new, what God has put within them that they might fulfill what God wants. So that's the first thing. We imparted to you the gospel of God. We reinforced it, reinforced it. It's not our words. These are God's words, what God is saying. And so we've got to do that. That's what we're called to do. Keep ministering, keep speaking the truth. God loves you. God's heart is for you. God wants to draw out from you that that he's put within you. So that's one thing. The second thing it says, we imparted our own lives because you had become dear to us. We mustn't think, if you're going to be a spiritual parent, it's laying down your lives for others. It is, you cannot do it just by speaking words. You've got to lay down your life. You know, I, I, I came to this conclusion when I was a parent uh, of young kids that if you go on holiday, if you enjoy it, it's a bonus. <laughs> You've got to see that kids are hard work. They are. <laughs> if you think it's an easy role, that's right, it'll be nice, or we're just, you get these great... Ideas, you go on holiday, oh, it'll all be lovely, and you get there, and the kids are screaming, and they're unsettled, and one of them gets ill, and all the rest of it, and it's hard work. I bet it's been hard work for some of you parents this week in the snow days. That's what it is. That's what you signed up for when you became parents. 
And God's looking for people that will sign up to this for others, for his sake. Not so you can have a nice family, so that you might just impart yourself. That's what you do, you have to do. You have to pour yourself out into people. Is that what you want this morning? To pour yourself out into others? Or is it, oh, it's all right, I just want to have my life and I want to, I've got it all together now and I just want to enjoy my life. You're never going to be a spiritual parent. You've got to lay your life down for those God's calling you to. Like the Apostle Paul did. He laid his life down. He put his life on the line, really, for these Thessalonians. He went, he went back there. Even though they'd arrested some of them uh, <clears throat> in the past, he went back there, ministered, ministered into them. He was prepared to lay his life down. And for him it was, you remember, brothers, our labour, toil for labouring night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. We preach to you the gospel of God. Paul worked all day on the tents and preached all evening. That was what he did. He laid his life down for this church. And we mustn't think that if you're going to be a spiritual parent, that's it, that's, I've arrived, you know. God's given me people to look, I've arrived. Tim and Helen mustn't think they've arrived because they're pastors now. They've got to see this is where the work starts. This is where the laying down of their lives starts for God's people. And uh, <clears throat> it was not that, Paul says, I think, in the second Thessalonians that uh, parents should lay down their lives for their children not children for their parents and really that's what we've got to see we're going to, we've got to lay down our lives not a question that I suppose that you know you've arrived at a position and everyone's going to lord it over you going to lord it to you and you're going to bow down to you and say how good you are no Tim and Helen are going to put up with all the moans and groans probably come back five years time you'll be bald <laughs> because that's what it's like I, I stopped losing my hair when Tim left home <laughs> <laughs> but that's the truth that's what it's like labouring night and day he says for them We preach the gospel. You're witnesses, and God also, how devoutly and justly and blamelessly. They're very high things. But he's saying this is the standard for spiritual parents, that they be holy or holily or devoutly, justly and blamelessly. We behaved among ourselves. That's the standard. Who wants to sign up for that standard? Well, you can't do it yourself. This is the great thing. You cannot achieve that standard yourself. You cannot do these things yourself. You have to let God do them in you. It's Christ in you that works. This, because all you're doing is standing in place of Christ in being a spiritual parent. You're standing in place of Christ. And how are you ever going to do that? The only way you do it is for Christ to be in you. And it's the outworking of Christ in you. The life, the holiness comes from him, not from you. If you want to do it, if you think I'm going to try harder, this is what I'm really going to try, I tell you, you're going to fail. Every time. The one way Tim and Helen are going to be able to effectively do the job you've asked them to do is when they fall down on their face. One of the things that struck me 
in all the eulogies of Billy Graham recently is that he was a man that prayed. Amazingly, there were times where he would just get down. Someone came to ask him to, pray, to, to talk about something and you just find he was down there praying on his face before God. He wasn't just a preacher. He was a man that laid his life down for the people he was seeking to reach. And uh, <clears throat> one of the most amazing things about his life was that they said there was not a whiff of scandal despite moving in, in very exalted circles, confident of presidents of the United States. There was never a whiff of scandal about his life. How did he do it? I don't know, only because he, I think because he laid his heart, was he, he poured his heart out to God. He prayed and he prayed and he prayed. I'm sure he would probably say that was a secret. How did he stay free? And that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to pour yourself out before God. You're going to have to, there were times when you just cry out to God and say, Lord, how can I cope? Sure, Moses did, I'm sure. If Moses did, I'm sure we will, if we're put in that position. I'm sure I have at times, many times. And that's where we'll find our strength. And he says, as you know, how we exalted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his own children. That's when you get to be a father. You get the opportunity to exalt. That means to encourage, to say, come on, you can do it. You're going to have to do a bit of that, Tim. Get alongside people and say, yes, you can achieve it. You can do far more than you thought you could because God's calling you. Comfort, you know, when everything goes wrong, You'd be able to put an arm around someone and say, it's all right. <coughs> it's not as bad as you think. God's with you. When it all goes wrong. And the last one is you charge. It says, and charged every one of you. I charged every one of you. That's to do with setting goals, setting vision, and stuff like that. That's, that's the last bit you get to. When you've laid down your life, when you've been gentle, when you've cherished when you've imparted yourself, when you've preached the gospel week in, week out, then you start to get opportunity to charge, to say, yeah, go on, this is what I believe you can do. Go and do it. That's what a father does. Mother cherishes and nurtures and feeds. The father exalts comforts and charges this is what I want you to do great privilege but it only comes to those that lay their lives down and, and, and are prepared to live as Jesus before others and there it goes we come back to where we started that you would walk worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. That's the goal. Thanks, John. That the people God gives you, and maybe God only gives you one or two. God may just give you one or two people. And say, so I want you to I want you to spiritually parent them. I want you to 
to encourage them. I want you to, to care for them. I want you to give yourself to them. I don't know what God will do, but this is it. It's just so that your whole heart can be, I want them to, to, be, to walk worthy of God, who's called them into his own kingdom and glory. Do you want that this morning? Is that what you want this morning? That you want to encourage people to a point? I mean, you're doing it in lots of ways. I'm not here to sort of break the church this morning. I'm here to encourage the church to go on in these things. Because I believe it's essential. God is looking. You know, it's not we're not an organisation. And you say, well, that's, that's Simon's job. And that's Pat's job. And that's Gemma's job. And that's Karina's job or something. We're not, we're not, we're not doing it like that. That's Tim's job. We're here to be a family. And God is looking for people that care, that have the gospel in their hearts, that say, I'm going to minister Christ to people. I'm going to speak the word of God, even if it means I, I'm, I'm not liked at times. Even if it's unpopular to say it, I'm going to say it. Because my heart is to, is to just encourage and build people up in God and see them grow, see them become people that are released into all that God wants for them. That's what my heart is, what I've sought to do here when I'm my time here. And it's what needs to continue now. And the thing is, a lot of you are a lot older than you were. <laughs> You're getting older. Not getting old, but getting older. Maturer. Ready to take on more responsibility. And what Tim doesn't need is people to step back and say, well, all right, I'm here now. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to be big daddy and I'm going to care for everybody and all the rest of it. That's not what Tim needs. He needs people to say, I want to step up. I want to step up to the plate, as they say. <laughs> I want to be a spiritual parent. I'm going to take people on. I'm going to care. I'm going to seek to minister the gospel of God. I'm going to impart my own life to others. That's what he needs. He needs people to stand up and say that. Will you do that this morning? Would you do that? Would you say, yes, I'm going to learn the lessons. I'm going to be a man or woman of God. It's going to give themselves to others. Because that's what God's looking for. That's what God, he, he doesn't, it isn't just the apostles, the great people, not just the Billy Grahams. It's, it's the Paul Crosses. It's the Zaina Perez's. It's the Chris Harding's. It's whoever. It's Lauren Paulson's. It's everybody. God's looking. Only he can get hold of people. He says, actually, I'm, I want to do this. Do you find, I find it exciting. I'm excited. I, you know, I'm excited. I go down to Worthing and it's... It's at times difficult, but it's a challenge. I'm called to be a spiritual parent down there. God's calling me to be spiritual parents here. Uh, <clears throat> so as, as a means of response, I don't want anyone to stick their hands up or anything. I don't want to embarrass anyone. But what I want you to do to, as a response to this, if you believe God has said to you this morning, 
that he wants you to be a spiritual parent, would you go and tell Tim? Would you go and say, he knows, he's got a list of people that he, how, what he can release, that he can help to find that place of spiritual parenting. That's what I want for him. That he knows he's got people in this church that he can rely upon. Now, maybe some of you will end up leaving, not because you've got the hump and you're fed up, but because God's calling you on. That's what happens in family life, isn't it? You get called on to... Some people get called on, some people stay and bring up and be nurturing people within the church. We have to let God, it's God's church. In all these things, it's God, it's not us, it's not Tim making any decisions, it's not the eldership making any decisions. It's God who leads and guides. So we're going to pray. And as we bow our heads, if God's spoken to you this morning, if God's speaking to you and saying, I want you to become a to be spiritual parent, in lieu of God, it's not, you're not taking it on yourself, you're saying this, I offer myself to God, God does it, God will equip you, God will anoint you, God will give you the strength. But if that's what you are, then say to God, yes, Lord, I, I'm prepared to do that. Let's pray. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you for this great privilege. We thank you that you've given Tim and Helen the great privilege of leading the church here. Lord, it's not something they've taken upon themselves. I'm sure they would have stayed in Eltham and just got on with all that you've given them to do there, but you've called them here, Lord. And you've called them to act as spiritual parents, spiritual fathers within this church. And Lord, I know, Lord, that I know Tim's heart. I know he's not just in it for himself and to get his own, to build up an empire or something. He's here to serve. Just as the apostle Paul, we hear, served the Thessalonian church in that he laid his life down, he worked day and night, that he, would, he wouldn't be a burden on them. And he just gave himself to them. So Lord, may there be others here and there have been others that have already been given themselves. This is, no, this is no criticism of anybody, what I've said this morning. This is purely an encouragement to go forward and to go on into new things. And Lord, I pray there be those that, that say yes to this, Lord, that you're calling, that say, all right, Lord, I give, my, give, give myself to you, that you might use me to help others to nurture others, to feed others, to care for others, to comfort others. Lord, we pray in place of God, in place of Christ to be there. Lord, I pray that if there are those that you're calling this morning, that they would hear your call and they would commit themselves to go through with you. We know you're going to test them, Lord. No good just saying yes in a meeting. There's going to be a testing do you really mean it, God's going to say? Are you really serious about this? And if you're really serious, then God will take you through and God will see you into that place where you can look and say, yes, these are the ones God's given me. I care for them. 
I'm laying my life down for them. And they're moving on with God and they're growing in God. And that's the reward, really, that we see them growing on in God. So, Lord, thank you. Thank you for, this is our message this morning. We pray once again for Tim and Helen. We pray for, <clears throat> for John and Ruth. We pray for, for Simon and Krina. We pray for Pat and Gemma. We pray for Mark and Alice. We pray for every, each person that's given themselves here over these years. Lord, may they see fruit. May they know when they look back in a few years' time, they say, these are the ones God's given me. And they're nurturing. They're laying their lives down. Life's difficult at times. It'd be a lot easier not to have that responsibility. But life's a lot easier if we never have kids. And yet we know we, those of us that have got kids have loved having kids. Lord, you know. Lord, so lead and guide us, we pray. Lead, lead and guide each one. And may there be those Tim knows he can count on, that he can put into things, into responsibility, into jobs, into perhaps care for this one or that one, because he sees that, you, that this person has, has committed their hearts, or this couple has committed their hearts to serve you in fresh ways. So lead and guide, we pray. In Jesus' name. Thank you. It's all of your grace, Lord. Not of us that will. It's of you that speak, of you that equip, that you that enable. And Lord, it's as we rely on you that, Lord, we, we find strength. In Jesus' name. Amen.